City. It's your man, Big Pat, the voice of your Charlotte Hornets. And you're listening to the All Hornets Podcast Network, presented by Sports Illustrated. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The second round has just started, and as we hit recording, there is a live trade. Chase, give people the details. We're starting the second round off with a bang here. So the Hornets are swapping that 34 and 39, making this consolidation trade that we've been talking about since the moment the regular season ended with the Boston Celtics, who are now picking 31st after originally picking 35th, but trading up to 25th in the Kristaps Porzingis Marcus Smart trade, and then dropping back to 31st with Detroit, <laughs> who selected Marcus Sasser at 25th. And now the I'm Celtics are dropping back this. again. So the Hornets can pick 31st, open the second round with the first pick. So obviously wow. there's somebody here that they are trading up for with the idea that they also are, you know, consolidating one of these picks, eliminating the need to add. Chase, this, this is going to be, this is going to be a two-way guy. No, is, absolutely. This is, this they're, is they're adding another... three rookies to this roster. The thing that we thought, we, is... nobody, no matter what, sense. no matter what sense. your opinion was on what they were going to do in this draft, this, this is not, not it. it. It this is literally the one thing that we and everyone said cannot happen. Yeah, Ugh. but hey. What? If they, right. Depend, all right. So, I mean, we're, we're so, going to find out here very quickly, obviously. But who do we yeah. think this is This is for, really quick? Give give two guesses. Uh, uh, is it for a draft guesses. and stash player they like? Like James Najee, Ryan Repair? Maybe. But then you're not um, adding a third rookie? But I don't, I don't know if you yes. have to trade up for okay. that necessarily. I'm saying, I'm saying Ryan Repair is one okay. as a as a stash, an agreed stash. That's why they wouldn't make the move unless they've not made the move yet because they had to agree to his agent to in the second round, and now they've made the move and agreed that he'll be a stash. That's one one guess I'm saying. The next one, uh, let's go Leonard Miller. You know, still on the board, um, super productive. Let's go Leonard Miller to Charlotte. Uh, give them a four five, um, like a like again. We'll be on the main roster, but spend the whole time with the G League. Okay, yeah, Leonard Miller would be awesome. The old, the old Boston Charlotte the, connection. The pick is, the pick is in, so <clears throat> we're here already. That was so fast. You, we were just sitting here like having. A, okay, you, so I, I am ahead of you then, but okay. They, they haven't okay. walked out or anything, but I mean, this I came on so fast. We were just sitting here getting ready to record, having a casual <laughs> chat about the draft, and then and all of a sudden, whirlwind. well done for seeing the notification because I turned my Twitter off. I would have not seen this. I would have been like, "Oh, Detroit drafted someone at thirty-one. That's nice." <laughs> no, I, I just happened to right, here to we go the homepage. But all right, Mark, Mark Tatum, Tatum, give us the news here. <clears throat> Mark Tatum. So this is Detroit via Boston. Via Boston, via Charlotte. Here we go. 
Yes. We don't we don't care about the Dallas Mavericks Kings trade. Mark Tatum, get it. We mm. want to know who the Hornets have picked. I know. Come on, pal. Suspense is just killing us here. It's taking forever. Mmm. Interesting. I haven't seen it yet. I know. I'm keep I'm keeping it so you can Ooh, react. okay. All right. That's I mean, that's, that's gotta a be stash. a stash too, do we think? It's gotta right? be a stash. Surely, okay. James Nagy. I mean, bring him over to Simile by all means. Um the Hornets. <clears throat> The Hornets do need another big. I don't think they're going to go into the season with Richards, Williams, and Kai Jones. Uh, your eyes are lighting up. Why are your eyes lighting up? I mean, obviously the James Najee trade is crazy, but Jalen Pickett is going 32, which is even <laughs> crazier. Um, <clears throat> to, Den- to Denver at 32, Jalen Pickett is going to Denver. But complete, completely ir- uh, irrelevant um, with James Najee, yeah. Right, James Nagy is a guy people won't have seen or heard of much. So, quick scout, plays for Barcelona, one of the best teams in Europe, was a role player off the bench. I would say, like, closest comp is Mitchell Robinson. Uh, like, mm-hmm. high-end, high-end comp. Low-end, you're probably mm-hmm. looking like a Bismack Biombo type, but Yeah, bigger. like late career Bismack Biombo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that's probably some in that region. Uh Probably one of the hardest dunkers of the basketball I've ever scouted. Like, he looks like he's assaulting the rim. I mean, full assault, like Shaq going to pull it down. Um, He spikes balls everywhere. He is a walking turnover. He has a terrible free throw shot. um, And he struggles to finish anything that isn't a dunk. But you are talking about someone with exceedingly high defensive skills. And we've seen, like, Mark Williams, who drafted last year. They like these ultra-large bigs who are massive rim deterrence and you can put them behind your Lamelo Balls, your Nick Smith Juniors, your Brandon Millers. And James Nagy could do that. I don't think he's going to do it next year. I'm not, I'm not sold for sure, but I would be shocked that they take James Nagy into the season next year. Yeah, that would be very surprising to me. <clears throat> I feel like he, he would have to show a lot uh, at Summer League, but I also don't think that um, his production and his impact, even in low minutes in for a team as good as Barcelona and in the EuroLeague and League ACB can be, you know, fully discounted. I feel like that was probably something that really sold the Hornets front office. Um, I mean, he, like, I'm, I'm just going to read some of my scouting notes on him very quickly. His athletic play finishing big rim protector. He gets off the ground super easily and has a, he has a really good catch radius and good hang time and like long wingspan. So on yeah. top of being an extremely forceful dunker, he has a lot of like the very small, impactful like physical traits that are very good for a lob target uh he's pretty he's good, good in space to too. pair with lamello because lamello will be yes. able to give it right to him right because he's not gonna be able to do it himself you need to put it right in his catch radius and then it's game over exactly like he has very little ball skills in any way he's offensively he's probably like two or three years away from being like an impactful player other than the occasional dunk and transition play or put back dunk or layup or something like that but he was a legitimately like high quality drop defender as a teenager for Barcelona and probably one of it played one of the toughest professional schedules of any prospect in this class. Like he has great instincts in that he obviously has the physical tools to be somebody that can shuffle his feet in space and keep the ball in front and also has the ability to recover and block shots. Uh, it, it, I really like this as a stash pick and, I mean, consolidating 34 and 39 eliminates the problem of 
how are you going to bring all these players onto the roster? Who are you going to sign for your two ways? Are you going to be able to sign a two way with pick 39? Now they don't have to worry about that. 41, presumably you can get a two way, but 31 goes to James Najee, who we think will be a draft and stash, but we'll have to see. I just want, I just want to add one of the things from my my scouting notes. Um, My very first weakness I'd written down was poor screener. He slips all the time, always slipping to try and get himself a dunk like because he can get a better run to the rim. And you know Steve Clifford, he likes a good screener. Hence, you know, Nick Richards, Mr. Physical Screener, playing games, Cody Zeller, you know, he, you know, talks about screening probably more than any other coach. And that's something that I think the Hornets would definitely want to see him work on before he's getting in the rotation anytime soon. But look, I hope he's over for... um, for Summer League, I don't know what his contract situation is with Barcelona. That would be uh, one that you'd have to check because sometimes there are buyouts and contractually they're not allowed to come over yet. I will have to do some research into that after this pick. But um, yeah, it would be an interesting guy to see in Summer League. Um, and he's just a good guy to have like at the kind of stashed away for when you maybe need to call on a big at maybe, maybe some point in the future. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, so the Hornets now don't have a pick until 41, I believe. No, yeah, just thir- just 31 to 41. 34 and 39 are now in the hands of the Boston Celtics, who maybe will keep them. We, I, who, we have, these second-round picks seem to be flying around pretty quickly already, so makes up for the, the relative lack of movement in the first round compared to what we thought there might be. Not, not as active of a night as it seemed... Yeah, like it could have been uh, this afternoon leading up to it, but still no Ryan Rupert drafted. I mean, let, let's again, let's just go over our boards here. So I had James Naji at thirty nine, so thirty one again, a, a little bit high for me. There were guys who I would have prioritized ahead of, of ahead of Naji, but it's you know it's in and around that sort of range. I don't think it's bust for me. And if they were, if they are going for the stash, then there's a bunch of players that they basically just couldn't have drafted. So that does like cut down who you're trying to target there. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's available at 41. I'm guessing that will be a two-way pick if they keep that. Um, but it now seems like we, I thought they were going to come out with maybe two, maybe three players for two ways in this draft. And now it's seeming like they maybe might just get one or if they trade back again, they might get a couple. So Leonard Miller has just gone to the Spurs. Who is the uh, highest guy that's left on our draft boards? I've got Jordan Walsh, 26th. He's still on my board. I've got Gigi Jackson at 30, Trace Jackson Davis at 31, Colby Jones at 32, um, and Ricky Council 36. Shout out Ricky. Um, I know we're both uh, fans of Ricky Council. Absolutely. So, yeah, we've got a couple of guys in the first round grades. CD Sissoko. You have CD Sissoko in oh, the teens, right? I, yeah, I, I do. I have, I have, yeah, he's my I, 17. Know, he's my 15th. I'd even stop looking up that far. I know that's that I had I did that with Bryce Sensabaugh earlier. I was like, I didn't even look. I was like, oh, Leonard Miller's the highest. I was like, wait, hold on. There's still somebody in the top 10 that I have here. But yeah, for it's, me too, C, uh, CD Sissoko as well. 
It's bizarre, right? Because CD was a guy who during the Ignite season was a top 20 guy. It came to workouts and he just, his stock just plummeted to like middle of the second round. He dropped 20 to 30 spots through the draft workout process. And I don't know why. I've not heard that he's worked out poorly. I've not heard there's any bad intel. I've not heard there's any injury issues. Um, it's just interesting that that's dropped so much because um, he did quite a few workouts as well. Um, yeah, very strange one for, for City. I, I still like, you know, his tools. You know, I, I have him ranked ahead of a guy like Bilal Koulibaly. Like, I... Me too. That's I completely agree. Like, the physical skill set, like combined with the, he actually was a good defensive player for not all, not all the time. He was, he's young. So obviously that wasn't the most consistent aspect of his game, but for the high majority of the time, he was a good defensive player for the G League Ignite team, which is they, like, it's a professional league, like as a, such a young player. I feel like that is, to me, that's way more impressive than being a good defender at the college level, like all the time, just being, a, being able to show your, hold your own. Like in yeah. the G League or in Europe or something, sometimes like that that means a lot to me, and I, it's it's surprising that that has fallen like so far out of. The, I mean, he might at this point a little bit like a Royce O'Neal type than the first round. That, that's what I mean. It's like a Royce O'Neal, like tough, thick, physical, can play multiple forward spots, good passer of the ball, not a great scorer, but just does like lot, lots of little things to help you win. Um, I've just seen a uh, number thirty-four was Colby Jones which I now believe belongs to the Charlotte Hornets. Sorry, but to the Boston Celtics. It was with the Charlotte Hornets. But they, so, they traded that pick to the Kings oh. for 38 <laughs> and a future second rounder. The so. Celtics don't draft. The Celtics have drafted like five guys and moved off. For other teams, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going uh, to have some undrafted free agents in May next year at this point. Yeah, it, do, it does seem like it. I mean, I guess it makes sense, though, because you're just recouping like future draft or not recouping, just adding future draft assets to play with. Yeah. Cause they don't have, they didn't have any other like picks of other teams prior to this draft, but got a lot of future seconds now. That's for sure. Okay. Right. Well, we might as well stay on here. Do we think until 41, should we just keep it rolling here? Yeah, we might as well. Okay. We are, we're on what 34 right now. It's two minutes a pick. So, um, you want to do, um, you know, do you, you see, you know, that Mavs draft, uh, like tweet prompt about tweet prompt about like the draft being like surprising lottery pick. Um, yeah, most unexpected fault. Do you want to just answer that now? Like, we can yeah. actually go through and see it. Like, we can just be like, hey, we saw this on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. These are our answers for these questions or something can we answer can we only share the answers of the ones that make us look clever and smart is that an yes absolutely (laughs) that is i think that's the best idea that's the only option um i I need to find it now because that was that was i know i was just gonna say i'm scrolling too but he has tweeted so much today i'm finally all right i'm finally there it was from nine hours ago but i'm like so far down the page okay i'll paste it in the chat so we don't have to scroll where am I? All right. Nine hours ago. Nine <laughs> hours ago. Okay, here we go. So. Okay, yeah, we can't do the undrafted one, but other than that, yeah, every green room attendee has gone too, right? I think the last one was. 
Hmm. Hold on. So yeah, let's not talk about that because all of mine are terrible. Literally, <laughs> I've not got any of them right. Uh, I oh no, we don't. We don't have to talk about the ones we answered earlier. I'm oh, saying good. we can answer them now. Like being like, who was the most unexpected lottery pick that actually, like you know, what I mean, like wow. we can be like, uh, like, think, like yeah, Jet Howard for sure. Okay, was, I was about to mine. say Jet Howard yeah. definitely most unexpected lottery pick. Most Mason shocking Evan. player not in the lottery. Cam Whitmore for me. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, no one had him going outside the lottery pre-draft. Yeah. I agree with that. Biggest reach. Uh, biggest reach. Oh, I need mm. to find the actual full list of picks here somewhere. I know. Um, I'm looking. I think it has to be. It has to be Hawkes for me. I think at 18. Well, yeah, you had him way down. Way, but like way, for the, way I don't down. know. That's just a heat thing. Like they can they draft people that suck and then they just end up being good. So. So you're, on, so you're on board now, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Like, if they can make Max Struess and Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent be, like, high-level playoff rotation players and Caleb Martin, then they can do it with Jaime Hawkes, too. Uh, biggest reach. Let's have a look here. I'm going to say Bilal Koulibaly at seven. Uh, I have him ranked, like, 19, Honestly, 20th, yeah. So that, might, that might qualify for me because the value. I mean, drafting someone at seven is way different than at 18. So, yeah, I might. that might yeah. be. I could – my my second one for sure. What is the, the uh, biggest steal? Cam Whitmore. Are Boston actually making this pick now? What is this? Thirty <clears> five. <throat> no, this is Washington. Okay, Julian Phillips for the Bulls though, because the Bulls acquired that pick. Jesus, they traded into the draft to take Julian Phillips at thirty five. God help Chicago Bulls fans. Oh. God, the Hornets haven't won many playoff games or anything, but they don't do shit like that. Whew, boy. I mean, most people would be like, yeah, but they take Brandon Miller at two. But let's not right, read into that now. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, I've forgotten about that already. They Oof. get the little stuff right and the big stuff wrong, as some people. I, I don't think they right. necessarily have. I think it's, you know, but. Um, yeah, that's an even mixture of both being wrong often enough, I suppose. Biggest steal. Biggest steal of the draft so <laughs> far. Um, I mean, even I might have to go for Cam Whitmore, but I mean, I'm like the Cam Whitmore skeptic, so I can't feel like I can add Cam Whitmore. I feel somewhat vindicated. I have to say, we started talking about Cam Whitmore a long time ago. I said he was going to be outside my lottery pretty early on in the process. Um, Mm. I know that was a hot take at the time, and he ended up going 20. So I feel somewhat vindicated on Cam Whitmore. So I'm I'm not picking that as most surprising because, you know, maybe – Maybe the teams are just seeing what I saw. Um, yeah, true. Um, let's see. Biggest steal, biggest steal, biggest steal. Um, yeah. He, there's, um, no, there's no massive. I don't think there's any huge steals here. I really yeah, don't. Mine, I, th- I mean, obviously, it just has to be Cam getting number four at 20. Derek Whitehead might be pretty good at 22. I mean, what about Bryce Sensabaugh for you, surely? That's yeah, that, I mean, that's deal. another one, too. Yeah. Four at 20, nine at 28. Both of those are pretty good. I mean, Leonard Miller also at 33. My biggest deal is going to be whoever takes Sidney Sissoko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because right. at this point, it's like 20 picks after I've got him ranked. So my, my answer is the future for being whoever picks Sidney Sissoko. Yeah, really, realistically. I mean, if he ends up going in the 40s or the 50s, that's mine, one of mine, too. Okay. 
Uh, right, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna suggest rather than holding on, let's finish the recording here and we'll jump back on uh, in a little bit here when the Hornets are back on the clock. All right.